The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. It's time to get fired up. Fired Up is a show that delivers both business impact and social importance. Get ready to explore the connection between communications and human motivation. Our guests will share ideas on how to create higher returns on your communication investments by engaging the people who matter most. Our host, Gordon Rudo, CEO of Bonfire Communications, has bridged the communications gap from startups and nonprofits to the Fortune 500, from political leaders to celebrity CEOs. Get ready to be fired up with your master communicator, Gordon Rudo. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our season finale of Fired Up. It's been a joy to be with you this season, and I have the uh, luxury of summarizing what has been a pretty terrific set of guests over the last 25 weeks or so. We've spent uh, six months exploring the issues surrounding organizational success and how do we meet the potential of organizations at the same time meeting the potential of the human beings that work within them. We've had amazing guests talking about this from a variety of perspectives, whether they be a neurobiology perspective, whether we look at it from the instruments that measure organizational success, organizational growth and dynamics, uh, or we look at communications and management and strategy or learning. Uh, So we're going to summarize, and uh, I have the luxury again of taking a top ten list. So I am distilling what I believe are the key points are the most fundamental keys uh, to unlocking the potential of organizations. So with 10 top uh, ideas in less than 30 minutes or so, I'm going to spend about two and a half minutes on each idea, but give you a little bit of a framing up front on why I think it's important. And I haven't shared over these last 25 episodes my worldview, uh, what I've learned in my experiences with 15 years in organizations. So I'm going to finally provide what I think to be uh, the key lessons from my experiences. So summarizing all of this and going through my uh, experience is going to be what we do for the next 30 minutes, and I think I'm going to give you some, some of the best stuff out there. So a little bit of background. Why do I think this stuff is so important? So a worldview here. My belief is that the world is going through tremendous change, and if we look at the biggest problem in the world, and I know that's a massive statement, what is the biggest problem in the world? I think it's about division. I think it's about cultural divides, religious divides, socioeconomic divides, or this illusion that we are separate from one another or that we are separate from the planet. And these illusions or this distinction of separation has caused uh, tremendous decay, decay of the planet, decay in our relationships, and feelings of loss, feelings of abandonment, feelings of isolation. And the work that we choose to do in organizations can heal that, can remedy that to some degree. Our guest last week, Arjuna Ardaw, and my, who I was hoping to be the guest this week, Jeremy Klein, although he couldn't make it from a, a personal crisis with one of his clients. Uh, but some of these folks I've shared this idea with, and they believe, and these are people who work primarily with individuals and groups on spiritual practice. And after spending 30 years or so with Arjuna, traveling the world, working with individuals and, and working with groups, helping them awaken, uh, 
he's come to this fact, and I, I believe this is a, a very important fact, that the best place to heal or remedy the fundamental challenge of division is inside of organizations today, is inside of these large corporations that are setting the tone for how we treat each other, how we depict, uh, how we work together. And if we are going through massive change in cultural divides, and the, probably the most substantial, the religious and environmental divides, which could cause the end of the world. And I know this is big stuff, but I'm just going to directly affect it today with what I'm trying to uh, bring to the world. If that's really the case, then our ability to work together, our ability to create together, our ability to join forces and bring the best out of each other so that we can conquer these massive issues is critically important at this point in time. So that's the background for this thing. We need to do this. It's critical that we do this right now. Arjuna talked last week that this is an opportunity right now in this awakening, this unfoldment that's happening, like a snowball, that, that the world is causing this. So I believe we have a lot of wind in our sails to make a difference in the planet right now. And we're going to do that inside of organizations. So those folks who join me and listen to this show, supporting executives, supporting leaders in how to harness the potential of organizations and the people that work within them, we're doing critical work. And I just wanted to set that up as a burning platform for us listening to these top ten points and hopefully applying some of these, these great lessons from these leading thinkers that have joined us and fired up this season. So with that, before my break, which I have in about uh, three more minutes, I'm going to give you the first point or two. And these are not necessarily in any linear order. They did come out in this particular flow, so I think there's meaning to that, but I'll start with number one. The first key lesson for us, and we heard this from the language in common folks in the beginning of the season, uh, certainly heard this from Arjuna and Donna Markova, which I'm going to start with her point. This idea, number one, that self-awareness is at the center of all of it. Self-awareness is the center of all of it. If we don't become clear about who we are as leaders and be able to communicate from integrity, from personal passion, it's not going to come off real. She talked about mirror neurons that are actually emanating from us. We can hear and perceive information as true or not true because it resonates with us truly at a neurobiology level. So we need to understand who we are and, as leaders, understand the filters that we have when we listen. When we're trying to get the truth from our people or we're trying to understand the pulse of the organization, we're trying to figure out what is true for what needs to happen in the business versus what needs to be supporting our egos, supporting our identities. So understanding ourselves, understanding our filters, and as Donna talked about, we each bring unique magic into the world not just as leaders, but everyone in our organizations. If we create environments that allow that individual magic to flourish, if we give the space for managers to have those discussions with their employees, and this is what Beverly Kay talked about, how do we have that sort of dialogue between the manager and supervisor and the employee? Be thorough, be real, be listened, be connected, so that we allow for that magic to emerge. We create space for... Uh, each person's passion, their commitment to themselves, and what they can truly bring to their teams, to their work groups, and to the organization to be the best stuff that they have. So self-awareness has many levels to it, and it does connect to this initial idea and this burning platform that I started with. 
that we're all interconnected. When we awaken and when we become self-aware, that illusion of separateness goes away. And if this is the world's biggest problem, and at least for this next 25 minutes, I hope you join me in assuming that it is, or imagining that it is, empathy and our ability to understand one another and listen to each other with clean filters, allowing ourselves to get into the shoes of other people from other cultures, from other parts of the organization, or just in teams for us to listen without our filters and to understand that we are all connected and that they deserve our attention, our presence, and our deep listening. These are very important things. So we're getting on a spiritual component, I imagine, uh, for the first point, but it's got a lot of very practical components, too. I'm going to go into the next one, which I'm going to spend more time in uh, after the break, but I'll just tee it up. So point number one, self-awareness and awakening. Point number two, and I talked about this with Jonathan Willard in the middle of the season. This was also a big point of, of Terry Pierce's. This idea, and it was the initial frame for the show, around engagement, this idea that bringing deep emotional connection to the people who work in the organizations is of critical importance. Employee engagement is one of the hot terms today. It's one of the hot terms, and it's evolving. It's not dying during the recession. It's actually growing during the recession, which is a wonderful thing, because we understand that people can leave our organization at any time, and that people deserve to feel the values of the organization connecting to their values. They deserve the opportunity to be connected to what they do. And if we work 10 or 12 or 15 hours a day and we give ourselves, give of ourselves to that degree, we deserve to be connected to what we do. So how do we create environments of engagement, environments of transcendence, ways of building programs and structures that bring out the best in our people. So we'll talk about engagement and transcendence and shared values and inspiration in some more detail when we come back from our break. Point number one and point number two I hope you've taken in. We'll come back right after our break to deepen a little bit on point number two and then move through the next seven points, seven and a half points or so, as we uh, finish up the episode and finish up our season. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this message. Stay tuned. Fired Up on WebmasterRadio.fm will return after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know they're SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. 
Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Your company's website sucks. You know it. Everybody knows it. So get a to-do list to fix it. On Target, a subscription service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7. Analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it. So that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash ontarget. LPO, Landing Page Optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. You're getting fired up, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's Gordon Rudo. We are back with Fired Up with our guest, me. So you have me for the next 20 minutes as well. Uh, so, staying with... Uh, with our top ten list here, before our break, we talked about creating engagement and deep emotional connection. And the only piece that I'd like to add to how we do that, we talked about creating shared values or creating environments that inspire people and making sure that our leaders are connected with themselves back to point number one so that they're able to inspire the organization, that they're coming from integrity and what's true for them. The last piece I want to talk about on point number two on emotional connection is the idea that Beverly Kay talked about as well, which is learning and growth. Really critical inside of our organizations today that we create environments that allow for people to stretch themselves, to have conversations with their managers on what's next for me, create stretch opportunities and challenges and uh, cross-functional experiences and team environments and things that are pushing the limits. And we hear this over and over. What's most important for us in organizations uh, to focus on is the compensation, what's going to keep people connected and inspired. It's not paying them more money. It's keeping them growing. So point number one, self-awareness. Point number two, emotional connection. Point number three, and this is my passion, and this is coming from years and years in this work, it's about understanding your audience, paying attention to those audience needs, those concerns, and as you communicate, making sure that what you do connects to those concerns. If not, it's useless. Relevant information is about connecting to concerns, and the function of a communications department today is no longer about packaging information from a core and sending it out to different parts of the business. It's about listening and understanding to the concerns of the people in the organization and making sure that you're addressing those concerns over and over. Not just their concerns, but the concerns of your executives. So it's not just your audiences as frontline employees. We have to think about audience concerns and making sure that we listen and understand these audiences at every level of the business. And it's a real balancing act. In Bonfire's methodology, we talk about the first and second lenses of our process being understanding the audience lenses and understanding the sponsors' lenses understanding how they think and what concerns them. So balancing those two out, what is most important to drive the business forward, and how do you filter that through the lens of the audience? 
because you could talk about vision and strategy all day long. You could talk about the things that are important to the executives, and you can send those things out over and over to employees. But if they are not connected to what the employees care about, nobody is listening. And if you can't connect to what your executives care about, then you're not going to have value to them either. So that brings us to point number four. Speak the language of business. When you're supporting executives and you're supporting leaders, and I have hundreds or thousands of communicators that I've spoken to all over the world on this, this is a weak point. In HR, even in OD and change management, and especially in communications, there is a lack of understanding into the language of business. If you can't talk about finances, if you can't talk about operations, if you can't talk about the core models that are existing today, then you're not going to get the attention of executives, you're not going to get the sponsorship, you're not going to get their listening, and you're not going to get their funding, and you're not going to be able to do the things that you want to do that are important to the business. So understanding the audience and speaking the language of business have a lot of overlap. Uh, speaking the language is important as an audience concern for the executives, and to do that, you have to listen to them and figure out what is important to that executive in that point of time. Is it their legacy? Is it growing new leaders? Is it succession issues? Is it about getting faster to market or being more innovative in communications and HR programs and the types of things that we do to support executives are all in light of the things that they care about most. So understanding the language and business in the context to what is important to them at a given period of time. Point number four. Going to point number five here, our top ten list moves on. I believe the work in organizations today, especially the work in communications, which is our center point, requires a multidisciplinary perspective. That's point number five. How do we apply a multidisciplinary perspective to these issues? Oftentimes, as consultants, as thought leaders, as strategists, we come at this from our worldview, our singular perspective, and we become hammers that are looking for nails. What we try to do in our agency, and I think this is a best practice that we're seeing more and more take uh, fruit in organizations, is the idea of bringing a range of people together, looking at things from an operations perspective, from a finance perspective, from a process perspective, from the issue of human dynamics or organizational systems, of purest communications. All of those disciplines are critical. In our business, we have learned from advertising and marketing in very meaningful ways. Yet we don't advertise and market to our employees because spinning to them has a very different impact than what we can do in the marketplace. But we learn those disciplines. We learn about repetition. We learn about creativity. We learn about research. So there's things that we can learn from these individual disciplines, but combining them and learning how to work together in these multidisciplinary teams is a critical new exercise for teams today helping organizations become successful and meet their potential. Point number six is we're cranking through this list here. The next area of important skill building today, and it's got various pieces to it. This is one of the chunkier of my ten, is what I would call leveraging the power of brand, of design, and of storytelling. And there's three different ideas here, but I've decided to combine them for a reason. There's a lot of overlap between what we do in brand and storytelling, what we do in brand and design, what we do in design and story, and so forth. So when we think about the power of design, for example, 
how do you create the simplest and most elegant solution or solution set to meet a particular challenge? Design thinking. This is what our folks at IDEO have taught us very well. It's not just for the design in terms of logos and graphics and advertising or fashion and the kinds of things that we think about when we hear the word design. Design thinking is about finding that elegant solution and going through a creative process, an iterative process. What IDEO looks at as a rapid prototyping process to get to a solution, get the most elegant solution, and you have to understand who you're designing for. Ethnography is a, a growth area helping us understand how do we observe the behaviors that are going to influence the design. When we think about brand, we think about differentiation. Design and differentiation have a lot of overlap as well, but when we think about brand, how do we create in the noise of a marketplace or the noise of your organization, how do you actually get attention from individuals? How do you filter from all of the things that they're seeing, the 16,000 logos and labels that they see every single day? How do you create something that is powerful and relevant to their needs? Brand helps you think about that differentiation, and also the expression of one's soul, the expression of the organization's soul or a project's soul, the expression of the essence. So when you combine the essence or the soul with differentiation and you understand who you're designing for, who this brand needs to make a difference for, and you self-select that group of people, or you, you select them and you allow them to select themselves to create that meaningful, ongoing relationship. These are the things that we learn in brand and inside of organizations with all the complexity that people deal with every day, the pile of paperwork in front of them, the hundred emails that they see coming to their desktop every day. How do you get away from all of that noise and have something that's relevant for them? And storytelling. Brand and design is about story. And in organizations, I don't think we're nearly as skilled at this as, say, Hollywood is, or as much as we need to be. And storytelling has structures to it. There's archetypes to it. If you take any sort of script writing course, you know that things work in three-act structures. This has been true since Greek times, since the tragedies have been uh, expressed. So understanding these archetypes, understanding these, these models and how to think about it, and think about the hero's journey. We like stories, and that's why fundamentally movies are built and plays are built around transformation, a protagonist and an antagonist and overcoming some sort of odds, going through some process that's challenging, having surprises and impacts all the way through, dealing with all of the creative tension and all of those mini and micro arcs that happen all the way through the story. And at the end, uh, the hero is transformed. And, and we in organizations love this stuff. We want to hear the hero's journey. We want to understand what is it about our strategy? What is it about our vision that is powerful? What are we overcoming? What are the arcs in that story? So we need to become better storytellers as leaders, as those who support organizations going through change and helping organizations meet their potential. So brand, design, and story, and harnessing the power of those elements. Point number six. I'm going to do point number seven and maybe take a break after this one. I don't know about you, but I'm getting tired. <laughs> okay, point number seven. And I think this is an a essential piece today, as I described the macro situation that the world is going through, massive division, 
people that are taking on huge challenges, whether they're challenges on the team at a small level, in our organization at a slightly larger level or a wider level, in our industry a slightly wider level, or in the world. I think the essential practice here, and it goes right back to developing connection and creating engagement, is what I would consider point number seven around co-creation. And we touched on this throughout the season. Robert Fritz had a great point about this. Co-creation, you need to have shared vision for this. But as Robert talks about, it's not just having a shared vision. It's understanding where you are in context of that vision and having that creative tension push you through. But creative uh, tension is just one piece of it. Co-creation is about involving whatever the context is, the team, the group, the organization, in defining the future, allowing them to play a role, not just in defining what that future could be, which is a very important process that a lot of leaders forget about. We sit in a room with five consultants from a premier consulting shop, and we think for nine months about the competitive analysis, and we look at all the numbers, and we devise strategy. And that's one way to do it. But involving hundreds of people, Gary Hamill and the, uh, the revolution material that he's put out, Strategy is a Revolution, talks about this. And he's led projects over and over, as many other consulting teams have, around large-scale group process that bring many people together from many levels of an organization in defining that future and allowing people to not just imagine what that could be, but what is the path to help get us there? And then how do we use that creative tension to guide us through? And how do we use things like Shell Holtz talked about, these social networks, wisdom over the crowds, to get the best answers of how to overcome obstacles in that journey? So opening up the channels through social networks, listening to a, a range of people at different levels of an organization to define and, and see where we are against that future and communicate that on a regular basis. One of my old colleagues, who uh, I think is a, a brilliant strategist, talked about this as eco-feedback systems, which I've mentioned on earlier episodes. So where are we against that future? We need to communicate that at cycles and create a rhythm around it and figure out as we communicate what got us to this next level, this new beachhead that we've reached or this new milestone that we reached. What are the behaviors that got us here? And how do we use communications to feed back to the organization, these are the things that are working, create affirmation that we want more of these things and have these cycles perpetuate and have success breed more success. Co-creation has all of these components in it. It's got a leadership component, a group thinking component, a communications component. But first of all, it's a willingness of a leader to not define strategy or define that vision by themselves, but to involve a much larger body of people and engage people in that journey. People want to be a part of something. Jonathan Willard talked about this quite a bit. The Emil Durkheim quote, that religious experience is the, the center of what the human experience is all about. We want to be part of something greater. So co-creation is point number seven. We're going to talk more about this after our next break. We've got eight, nine, and ten and a little wrap-up to get to. Uh, so stay with us. We'll be right back with Fired Up, our final episode, and the last couple points to finalize our season. Right back after this. Stay tuned. 
Fired Up on WebmasterRadio.fm will return after this short break. Hey affiliates, do you find it a challenge monetizing traffic from the UK, France, or India? You need offers that will appeal to all of your visitors, no matter where they come from. AdsMarket.com has met this challenge and has turned it into a science. AdsMarket.com gets results for publishers and advertisers with a winning formula. The combination of offers, worldwide traffic, and AdsMarket's up-close and personal media management is exactly the boost needed to monetize international audiences. AdsMarket.com, the science of performance. AffiliateContracts.com is an affiliate network like no other. Hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization. And our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day. Seriously. And hey, want to make a lot of money fast? Check out our unbeatable, I mean unbeatable insurance offers. Higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because AffiliateContracts.com is committed to you for the long run. Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. AffiliateContracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. Inbox, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're getting fired up only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's Gordon Rudo. Okay, we are at the last couple minutes of our last episode here, wrapping up the season. I'm trying to quote as many of our brilliant strategists and thinkers as I can and give you the best stuff. And I'll, I'll give you the top ten list at the end again, but we are on point number eight. Okay. I teed up in co-creation a little bit about Shell Holt, so I'll talk about, in point number eight, communications that move your culture. And you would imagine when I talk about engagement and the potential of, of people that I would have talked about technology some more. But when I talk about communications that moves your culture, technology is only one small piece of it. We're so hot on technology today, but we need to understand what is necessary or useful or relevant or connected to the cultural dynamics present in this body, this organizational body, this team body, whatever sort of context that we're working within. So you have to figure out a balance. There's technology piece. There is a, a face-to-face piece. There are a variety of media and preferences that work for any particular body. So finding that balance could look like, as it has in instructional design for many years, in, in a blended learning sort of dynamic. Um, in a cross-cultural sort of dynamic. It's about maximizing the unique thinking, the unique capabilities of different cultures. 
So cross-cultural communications, for example, today uh, versus where it was five years ago. It's not about just understanding the niceties and the norms of each culture, which is kind of step number one. Operating in sort of polished ways and, and incorporating that type of thinking on a regular basis is sort of a next step. Where it's moving today and where it will move into the future is how do you leverage in a global environment these unique thinking patterns or these unique ways of operating uh, inside of a particular project or the phases of a project? How do we use the creativity that could exist on one coast versus the procedural uh, elements that might live in another part of the world? How do you build a, a project team that incorporates those capacities and how do you work on a regular basis that, uh, that listens to and pays attention to the cultural needs and dynamics of the organization and build communication structures and programs or HR systems and organizational structures uh, that incorporate this cross-cultural patterning? So communications and programs that move your culture, point number eight. Point number nine is a, a critical element that you've heard me talk about over and over again, which is organizational structure. And point number nine I, I would define as structures matter. Nothing will change without structures changing. Robert Fritz also talked about this, this issue of conflicting structures or competing structures and the difference between oscillation and advancement, actually moving forward versus just moving side by side, the image of a rocking chair on a cruise ship. So we could be moving forward in one way and just rocking back and forth in another, and you'll see in teams or different groups or different departments of an organization, they're just moving back and forth. They're not actually driving the business forward. And they do that because structures are in conflict. As an individual, you find this true as well. You're not likely to change your behaviors unless you change structures that enforce those behaviors. So structures are a critical component. David Allen also talked about structures in terms of structures in our brain, creating organization structures for how we think on a regular basis. And he's got dozens of them. And the GTD practice, getting things done practice, has become a worldwide phenomenon because it has put real structure to how we need to operate on a day-to-day -day basis. So whether it's structures in your brain, structures in a team, or structures in an organization, these are foundations to changing behaviors or moving organizations forward again, meeting the potential of both organizations and the people within it. And finally, point number 10, because I am running out of time here. It's a central idea, and it runs all the way through this, and it seems sort of basic. It is the most common word on the values list of businesses today, and it's the word integrity. And integrity, I'm going to say, is point number 10 for a variety of reasons. If uh, any listeners understand things like the service profit chain, if you want to have profitability, sustainability, or growth on the far side of the chain, you need to look at, on the beginning of the chain, how are you treating your employees? And there's linkages that go all the way through. To the next level, if you look at the right-hand side again and you look at that external perception or how you want to be perceived or the results in the marketplace, you have to look at those qualities. What are the characteristics? What are those attributes? And are we living those attributes today inside of the organization? This notion that we can be perceived in one way outside of the organization and actually treat our, our people or create organizational dynamics that are different really don't work anymore. The boundaries between our organizations and the public no longer exist. These are transparent boundaries or translucent boundaries. So we have to think about 
integrity in, in different ways. Integrity between how we want to be perceived and, and who we really are. Integrity between the leaders and the organization. Are we truly talking from and positioning our strategy and our beliefs from what is true for us and true for the marketplace? Is there integrity between the two? So we think about integrity uh, in a variety of different ways, and we all want to be, if we come back to this initial idea, part of that we believe in. We want to have experiences in life and in our organizations that are inspiring, that are greater than who we are, that force us or inspire us to bring something greater out of ourselves. And again, as I opened up the episode and as I'm closing up the season, uh, I feel very passionate about this point. It's frankly my mission in life, um, or at least a big part of my mission in life. Uh, We need to look at these divisions that we have in the world and figure out where are we individually um, in in wanting to or inspired to or connected to helping solve them, being part of that solution. And understanding, if we come back to the very first point, our self-awareness, where are we in our journeys? How willing am I to stretch myself and grow myself? And as leaders, we have to think about our responsibility that we have because our organizations are reflections of who we are. And as people who support these leaders, we have to bring our best and be honest and frank with these leaders on what needs to happen and not be scared about our own implications. Of course, we have our own attachments to our lifestyles and the things that we want, and getting fired is never a good thing. But I think the world is calling for us to do something greater and asking us to bring our best and bring our integrity and our honesty to these huge, huge challenges. So I want to thank everybody for joining us throughout the season. I hope that this wrap-up wasn't too rapid-fire. I tried to cover a lot, not a lot of time, but I appreciate your listening. I think that we're all engaged in very important work, and uh, I thank you for your commitment, for those of you who have listened, uh, to trying to make a difference in your organizations and in the world. Uh, look forward to hearing from you again on www.twitter forward slash fired up radio love to hear your comments and keep connected with us and if you have any questions you can also contact me directly at gordon at bonfiresf.com uh, it's the first time i've given out my personal email address but uh, i'd like to hear from our listeners and if you have any points of concern or things that you'd like to hear more about uh, i'd love to share so season closer thank you so much thank you webmaster radio And we are out.